Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to today's Bible class. A short study, about 13 minutes every day, that gets us into God's Word. And that's so vital because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Being in God's Word every day helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith. Because again, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But it also helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God, upon our soul's salvation. Now, you know people in your life who need to make these changes in their focus and even in their life. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make up your mind, make that commitment, and follow through and start sharing every day with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally with everybody you can. What a great blessing it will be for somebody to be influenced, to turn their thinking, their focus, the direction of their life around, and even end up in heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're getting toward the end of our line of thought and study, asking the question, why do bad things happen to good people? The first section of this study, we gave quite a bit of attention to the one, the one word bottom line answer, sin. Sin is the culprit. We look around us and we see all of the difficulties, all of the tragedies that go naturally with physical death, and that's there in our reality as human beings because of sin. There was no physical death for humankind going back in the Garden of Eden until they became sinners. And as God had warned them in the day that you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Physical death became a reality. Spiritual death, separating from separation from God, Isaiah 59 and verses 1 through 3, that's a natural spiritual consequence. That's spiritual death because of sin. But physical death became a reality. God removed them from access to the tree of life through whose fruit they could have continued to be blessed with living alive physically in this world forever. But that was all gone now because of sin. And so all of the tragedies, all of the difficulties, the pain, the sorrow, the sickness, the suffering, all of that that goes with dying physically, that's there because of sin. Death is a reality, and everything that goes with it, that's there. And that all can be traced back to sin. Sin is the bottom line, one-word answer to why bad things happen to good people. Why do people rob people? That's sinful, isn't it? A good person gets robbed. Well, that's the result of sin on the part of the one who robs them. Or violence, murder, theft, wars, all kinds of evil, wickedness, all of that. Those are products of sin. And even what we might consider to be good people suffer the consequences of the sin. Sin is so prevalent all around the world. In this section, we've been focusing on trying to come to an understanding of what really constitutes being a good person. We look at a family member and we say, that's a good person. We look at some friends, we say, oh, those are good people. Maybe some work associates, we say, oh, those are good folks there. But are they? 
in God's eyes, are they truly good? Or is that just the human perspective? We talk about people who are living sinful lifestyles, hardly ever worship God with the church, if ever, hardly ever open the Bible, let alone read the scriptures. They hardly ever pray to God. They, and yet we look at them and we say, oh, they're, they're good people. No, that's not, that's not being good. We see people who are living together as husband and wife as though they were husband and wife, but they're not married. They're even raising children together. We say, those are good folks. No, that's a sinful lifestyle. We listen to people, we have friends even, who are continually using curse words and profanity and even using God's name in profane and vulgar ways. And we say, oh, that, that's a good person. No, that's a sinful lifestyle. Now, we could go on and on. I just want to try to get the, get, help you understand more fully and more bottom line what real goodness is. Remember that Jesus said, there is none good but one, and that is God. He is the ultimate in goodness. He is the standard for goodness. If we will live a godly life, and that would include faithful, consistent obedience to him, then God will count us good through Jesus Christ. But we've got to come to him repenting of our sins, Luke 13 and verse 3, and confessing our faith in Jesus as the Son of God, John 8 and verse 24. And we have to surrender to him, recognizing that we are sinners in need of forgiveness and being baptized into Christ so the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. And then begin to live that new life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Being made new spiritually born again spiritually, John 3, verses 3 through 5. You see, we have to have that transformed life as our life. Not just looking for what the world calls good, but what God recognizes as being good. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. John 14 and verse 15. Are we living by his commandments? If we're not, we cannot look at ourselves and call ourselves good. We must come to God God's way. Now, only through Christ can we be counted good. When we look at Romans chapter 3, again, verse 23 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But then verses 24 and 25 are key to answering that sin problem in our life being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As I said before, as we're baptized into Christ, the blood that he shed on the cross on our behalf cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God passed over the sins that were previously committed. God sent Jesus to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, oh, what an incredible statement. For he that is God made him, Jesus, to, who knew no sin. Jesus went to that cross perfect, sinless, 
For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness, or let's say the goodness of God in him. Jesus bore the guilt of all of our sins and the guilt of all of the sins of all mankind through all time on himself as he hung on that cross. He died to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. And that was a price that we could not pay ourselves. Jesus is the propitiation. He, his righteousness substitutes for our unrighteousness if we will come to God through him and walk with him in faithful obedience consistently. Those of the world still can look to him as the Savior if they'll simply come to him his way. But for his propitiation to have full effect for anyone, that person must come to him in obedience and live obediently before him. We look at 1 John chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him. How do we know that we know Jesus? How can we have confidence that we're walking with him and he's walking with us? If we keep his commandments, verse 3 says, he who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Now, if that statement makes you mad, don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. I'm reading his word. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. In other words, by his example and living by his teachings. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you come to God for that gift of eternal life? Again, you have to come to him that, his way. Jesus said, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2 and verse 10. What a great promise. What a great expectation. When he was ready to ascend back into heaven after his death on the cross, burial in the tomb, and resurrection from that grave, he told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. God has made the way for you to be forgiven of your sins. God has made the way for you to be counted good through Jesus Christ and truly be one of those good people in this world. But you've got to come to God, God's way, God's way. Let's stop and pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us the opportunity, the way through which we can be forgiven of our sins and be counted righteous and good by you 
through Jesus Christ. Help us to accept that way, to come to you by that way. We pray, Father, and please open the eyes of everybody in the world to see their need to come to you by that way. Please forgive us, gracious Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.